hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk It's Strictly Munkin', the only podcast where we're not gonna funk it. No, we ain't gonna funk it. We're not gonna funk it anymore. I'm your co-host, Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? I'm doing very good. I'm sure you know why I'm playing this right now. Okay. Don't play too much of it. I don't want to get a strike against us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, I, 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 my singing wasn't that good, but I hope you appreciate the effort. Um, you know, uh, anyway, um, I have nothing to add. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm you doing good? well. Uh, you know, we're recording this in the middle of uh, game two of the Dodgers ALCS game against the Braves in case anything pops off. Um, obviously, they're Andres Dodgers. Um, so... Yeah, I certainly couldn't root for a team that's insensitive against Native American people. No, I obviously grew up hating the Braves as a Mets fan, so it's not hard for me to root for the Dodgers in the series. Um, right on. And uh, and also, it doesn't help that they're insensitive against Native Americans, but I don't want to pretend like that's why I started grew up hating them. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. I grew up hating them because Tripper Jones broke this heart too many times. Um, mm. And then he tweeted Sandy Hook conspiracy theories. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Mr. Monk and Sharona. Um... An episode that I think that, you know, we've been anticipating, because as, I mean, even just yesterday, there was an argument in the Monk subreddit about Natalie and Sharona, so it's like the most hotly debated topic in Monk fandom. Really? Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I've been looking forward to this, definitely since, I think a couple of seasons ago, when I spoiled myself mm-hmm. on how, on, uh, on her coming back and mm-hmm. who she ends up with, so... I was like, all right, well, I want to see. I want to see if it's going to be exactly like how it's going to, how I think it's going to mm-hmm. be, which is them being catty to each other. Which mm-hmm. it kind of it was. Yeah, it was. I think that it, it was, and then ultimately, like, it. I think that it works better than I think. Like they aren't being catty to each other in a lot of ways, but I think that it doesn't do it successfully all the time. But I do like that a lot of it is about the actual differences between the two of them, not just that like they both want Monk to care about them. It's more about that they fundamentally disagree on, like, you know, how to handle Monk. And that, I think, is an actual interesting thing to have instead of of it being, like, an ex-girlfriend coming back. Which, obviously, the thing I do like is that Monk thinks it's that, but (laughs) it's not. (laughs) You know? I like like that Monk thinks that that's... that Natalie's gonna be embarrassed... Like, that, you know, it's embarrassing. Anyway. um, So, uh, we start off with Monk. As he's wont to do, he's vacuuming. He can't yeah. stop vacuuming. Yeah, there's one problem here. He doesn't have the laser vac anymore, unfortunately. Uh, we saw what happened at the end of the last episode, but, you know, he's back to the filtered mm-hmm. uh, version. And the, unfortunately, he has one with a bag, and so he accidentally vacuums up a coin, and he opens up the bag to try to get it out, and something explodes on him. And as this is happening, there's a knock at the door. He tells Natalie to come in, but it's not Natalie. It's one Sharona Fleming. From the great state yeah. of New Jersey. Yeah, she's back. Um, and yeah, since he's got dusted in the face, uh, he can't tell that it's her. Even mm. though, like, she's very, uh, very clearly speaking uh, her, you know, in the way that she speaks. Yeah, but he's uh, just being, he's just, he's monk. I mean, it's not. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and so she leads him over to the kitchen to, like, like wipe his, or, you know, wipe his uh, eyes or flush them out, I should say. And uh, once he, you know, completes the job, he he realizes that it's Sharona, and then he goes back to flush it some more because mm-hmm. he can't believe that mm-hmm. she's there. Yeah. And so um, we then cut to, uh, after the theme song, Monk is vacuuming some more, um, 
And uh, Monk says, you know, can I ask you a question I want to ask this whole time? And you would think it would be like, why did you leave? Or um, was it my fault? Etc. Etc. But what is the question that he's, that's just burning? Uh, yeah, he's, he's been, uh, he's been trying to figure out whatever happened to the shirt that she put, she sent to the dry cleaners, or she took to the dry cleaners, like, I guess the few days leading up to her leaving. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't know, you know, she's, she's not aware, she doesn't remember, she said, oh, her story is that she took it to his normal place, but they were closed, she took it to another laundromat, like, up the street, not a laundromat, what do you call that again? A dry, dry cleaner. cleaner. Yeah. Yeah, to a dry cleaner, um. And he's like, do you remember the name? Do you still have the ticket for it? Even this was like five years ago. I mean, you could probably Monk's remember the name of the place. You could remember the name of the place, but you certainly wouldn't have a laundry ticket from five years ago. Yes, and they wouldn't still have it. I mean, they most of them throw stuff out after, I think, 120 days, which is like what the signs usually say. Is that, I mean, I haven't been to a dry cleaner in forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't go often because, um, as everything about me suggests, I strategize my life to have to wear clothes that need to be dry cleaned as infrequently as possible. Um, do you own a suit? Yeah, of course I do. I'm not a fucking invalid. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, invalid people can have suits. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I used that word. I was trying to think of a fancy word. I was, I, was, I was trying to think of a noun version of decrepit, but I couldn't think of one, so I just went with... Uh, but yeah, I'm not, you know... Uh, yeah, I, I go to funerals occasionally. Um, okay. Yeah. And... Uh, but I do actually have a pair of dress pants that specifically are washer safe. I don't wear those, like, but if anything that's, like, below a wedding or a funeral that I need to wear nice pants for, I have a pair that's, like, you know, safe to throw if you do a, a washer but not dry. So, uh, anyway. Gotcha. Um, okay. But any, it's also, like, it's actually, dry cleaning's not, I actually don't mind dry cleaning in New York because it's not, if it's something in, like, five-minute walking distance, it just your life is just so much easier to organize around it that you can just pick it up whenever. Whereas if you live in, like, you know, most places, you have to be like, oh, I gotta get in the car and drive to pick up the dry cleaning. Whereas in New York, if you have to get out to go something, it's like, oh, I'm going to the store, I'll just stop the dry cleaning that's also three minutes away. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's not yeah. that big a deal. Yeah. No, uh, it's a New York uh, special. Yeah, exactly. So, um, he's worried about the ticket, etc. Um, and then she shows a picture of Benji... That we don't see, because I believe that the actor probably left the business. Um, but uh, apparently Benji, he's looking at colleges. Uh, yeah, he's looking at colleges. He's uh, he's he's grown enough to, to be making that. I hope he studied very hard on his SATs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's... Uh, but, like, this whole conversation's, like, really pretty awkward. Because, I mean, it's been a while, and... Um, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, but also, like... I mean, I don't know. I think we probably discussed it, but I'm not sure what the terms of her exit was, like, as a character on the show. Was as it a money thing? character? Why, why the character left? Or why she left the show. Oh, why she left the show? That's complicated, because it it's complicated because I know more than is publicly available because of previous conversations with uh, Mr. Breckman. So I don't want to talk too much about it. But I will say that she did not leave the show uh, nicely. Amicably. Yeah, amicably. So I think that she probably made up um, and this is pure speculation. This is nothing. There's no other information. I believe the contents of her IMDB page in between when she left and when she came back probably made her more willing to return. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this whole, like, conversation's, like, pretty awkward, because, like, Monk is still, like, in shock about her being there, and, um, he, he, he can't even, like, oh, he's still focusing on the laundry, on the, uh, dry cleaning mm. stuff, 
And then Sharona, like, rightly points out, like, that, you know, he hasn't even asked her how she's doing or anything. Like, uh, you know, be a good guy. Mom. Yeah. And what is she doing? She's in Jersey, and what is she doing? Uh, she is the, like... No, 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 no. Uh, what does she say specifically? Because this is a joke I love. <laughs> she uh, says, I'm nursing know. again. Oh, is in right, right. 17. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, co- that co- I completely went over my head. Oh, yes, I'm nursing again. Is it Benji 17? Which is just great joke. Um... And, uh, you know, she's working as an administrator nurse at a veterans hospital, um, and she's separated from Trevor again, um, Trevor. You know, yeah, classic fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, uh, you, you don't get fooled again, um, yeah, well, she uh, got fooled twice. I know, I was just doing the George Bush version. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she eventually says that she manages a veteran hospital, uh, which is yep. a nice thing to provide. I originally wrote vet hospital in my notes, but it's like, that's going to make me think it's animals. So, um. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, so yeah, he's still, I, I, what, does he have something like on his shirt or something? And she, she still has the instincts for, are you stuck? Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm completely frozen. Uh, are you? How are you? You're back now. Okay, so just pick it up I'm from uh, the the thing where I said about um, pick it up from when we talked about uh, how I thought it was for pets. The whatever you said after that. Oh wait, no, you're frozen again for me. Fuck. Let's just Hold wait on. A is, is your is your signal shit? Uh, it's say uh, no. I think it's mine, but it's it shouldn't be because I'm still streaming stuff on the TV. That's fine. Um, all right, let's just keep going, um, and hopefully it doesn't happen again. Okay. Can you bring it up from where again? Uh, you didn't pause anything, right? No. Good. Um, we're always just talking about how I, I wrote down vet hospital, but then I thought it might be for pets, and then you're moving on and saying, and then whatever you said after that. We're at the point where she wipes off the schmutz is where we're at in the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she's still got the instincts for, uh, you know, she knows where the wipes are at. And, uh, you know, she reaches over and hands him a wipe. And he, you know, notices that she's still got it, man. She does. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Natalie enters. And I really love the way that Tony Shalhoub plays how emb- he's so embarrassed. It's right. not what you think. I can explain. <laughs> yeah, he's, tre- he's treating it like he cucked Natalie. Uh, mm-hmm. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. tough luck for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they both seem pretty normal at this point. They're very cordial, very mm-hmm. nice to each other. Um, you know, uh, Na- Natalie's impressed to meet the Sharona, you mm-hmm. know, because she, uh, she played a significant part of mm-hmm. a significant part in Monk's life. So. Uh, and after they hug, Monk's like, I got this myself. Oh, okay, she got me the wipe. But it's just a wipe. Sometimes a wipe is just a wipe. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And so um, she's in town for a day, maybe two, because uh, her uncle Howie, namesake of Hungry Howie's, uh, died. Um, and they weren't close, but, you know, she was the only family that he had. So, uh, you know, she had to yeah. come... Yeah, you know, like, uh, her uncle Howie famously played for the Oakland Raiders for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That CTE was serious. Serious. Yeah, exactly. Because he, he is so serious because he famously has two sons in the NFL, but he forgot about them because, you know. Uh, and Damn. Uh, <laughs> the one thing <laughs> we know about this Howie is that he doesn't have family. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yes. Um, so he died at East Hill Country Club. Um, and uh, th- this is when... Uh, Natalie's like, I couldn't even park there, not on my salary, and Shorna calls him Ebenezer Monk. Right. 
Um, and yeah, we're about to find out just how much her salary is. Which yes, seems... but she's Sean is specifically here to sue the country club. Right. Yeah, she's here to sue the country club because it appears to have been an accidental death uh, as a result of what well, we'll see right now. Yeah, and uh, well, it's loose stones is what they say. Which loose stones? When I'm typing that out, loose s t o usually not how that ends. You know, when you type it out. I don't know why I acted like I typed the phrase loose stool a lot, but it is a funny phrase. Um, stool. It is probably, I don't want to say that my brother and I, you know, because grew up in a family of poop jokes, and definitely, like, that phrase would just, if I would just, like, call my brother and just say, hey, Kevin, loose stool, he definitely would laugh. Anyway. Um, so they're meeting the lawyer in 20 minutes, which is, like, crazy. That he, the lawyer must be really close to Mount's apartment, because that's wild to be cutting that close, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, but they're going for lunch afterwards, uh, and they compare notes on what Monk likes to eat for lunch, which I didn't write down all of. Just it's like a tur- turkey club with a bunch of instructions. Yeah, it was a turkey club without the bacon, without like the lettuce and something, no mayo. Yeah, uh, cut in like that, whatever. So I think it's probably just turkey on uh, bread with tomato. I guess probably is what it'd be. I guess I don't know what a club sandwich. I think a club sandwich is. I, I actually, wait, no, cause I don't even, honestly, I don't know either. I'm not a big, uh, also, the, I assume it has toothpicks in it, because club sandwiches do generally. But this is when Shona makes a reference to the fact that she makes $950 a week. And then Natalie looks back at Monk, and this we realize that, of course, Natalie doesn't make $950 a week. Which is wild, because you would think with inflation, I mean, come on. I wonder if that's pre or post or after taxes. Uh, it's probably pre, because I don't know why you would ever, because it wouldn't be a round number if it was after taxes. That's true. Yeah, okay. Fair. Yeah, I also personally, I don't know about you, I don't, because whenever, like, I talk about, like, salary or whatever, my parents will always be, especially my dad will be like, oh, you know, that's before taxes. And it's like, when I do calculations and stuff, I don't even consider what I make before taxes. Like, I just look at the, what I actually get paid in direct deposits, and that's how I do my budget. You know what I mean? Like, You're I think gross. that You're gross. I think that people, like, of us older are, like, than us, are, are very focused on, like, whenever anyone's like, yeah, I got a raise, uh, you know, I'm not making this many dollars an hour, there's a certain impulse to be like, that's before taxes. It's like, yeah, I know. No shit. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, but the, you know what? Nine fifty or nine thirty a week doesn't seem so bad. No, they are in San Francisco though, so yeah, it is. Um, yeah, and it is a job where she definitely works like twelve hour days. So. And she definitely, she definitely buys stuff and doesn't get reimbursed. Yeah, she definitely. If it's one of those things where if you actually like break it down by hours, she's not making any money at all. But anyway, um, Natalie's like you paying you paid her twenty dollars more. And I do love the exchange of she had a kid, I have a kid, her kid ate more, which you know it's money. Yeah, uh, yeah. So th- he's yeah, cheap bastard. But we know that. And um, I, is this the point where where Monk makes it a point to tell her like not to talk? Yes, about yes. Because he says that he'll pay her nine fifty if if she if she doesn't like if when they go to lunch they don't discuss anything about their or about him mm-hmm. specifically yeah. and anything that refers to the, the way that they mm-hmm. work together and that they have to sit at separate tables. Yes. And um, so we, we then caught inside the boardroom, and East Hill Country Club is looking to settle. Um, and they do the thing that I don't know if they do in real life. I've never been involved in a settlement. Fingers crossed. Um, or it could be a good thing. No, that's what I mean. No, fingers crossed meaning I would like to be in a settlement. Oh, okay, <laughs> I gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I, I'm so physically inactive, I would gladly give up use of an arm for a couple months for, you know, some doubt. Like, I mean, let's not be stupid. Um, I'm not going to commit any fraud, but, you know. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they pass the amount across the table, and uh, 
Trona's lawyer is like, this is not enough. But uh, Trona looks at it. And did you catch, did you write down what she says when she looks at the amount? It's like, holy Chimoki or something? Holy know, Jesus Palomino. Yeah, uh, guessing it's a guy she used to date back in the day in Jersey. Oh, you mean Jesus Palomino? Yeah, Jesus Palomino. Yeah, he was half Mexican, half Italian. Good guy. Um, uh, anyway. Um, there used to be, okay, randomly there used to be this place across from Pasadena City College called Luigi Ortega's. Mm-hmm. That was a hybrid of Mexican food and Italian food, mm-hmm. and that place was fucking bomb. Oh, I'm sure it is. I love different, like, fusion stuff like that, where it's, especially, like, you see it a lot on, you know, one of my favorite television shows, uh, Drivers and Dives, where you'll be, like, a Vietnamese woman married, like, an Irish guy, and they do, like, fusion Irish-Vietnamese cuisine, it's like, hell yeah, that's America, baby. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, nothing like bastardizing everybody's food. Yeah, why not? I mean, come on. Like, if I want, I go to Vietnam if I want Vietnamese cuisine, you know? I want, like, the mix. Um, anyway, uh... So they accept. It's clearly a shit ton of money. And then uh, Natalie Monk come in, and uh, Schroeder remarks that she she can pay for Benji's college, wherever he wants to go. Um, she says that now. Wait until he's like, yeah, I'd love to go to a certain college in downtown Manhattan. Ugh. Yeah, or like Harvard or something, or USC. Anyways. Both, uh, I'll say this, that the school that I was referring to is more expensive than both of those. <laughs> Really? Yes, it's. I, I don't know if it still is, but when I went, it was the most expensive college in the United States. The, it, it was that in Columbia traded on and off because of this price of room and board in Manhattan. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right, well, that sucks. It doesn't suck if you got a scholarship. Ha ha ha. Anyway, uh, Monk looks at the photos of wow. the accident. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Monk looks at the photos of the accident um, and, uh, you know, is seeing that there's something wrong. But Sharona. As she was wont to do when she was Monk's assistant, is not interested in hearing that something wrong happened, that anything happened. Yeah, and you know what? This might be the most relatable mm-hmm. I've ever been to her, because I've been like, yo, man, just shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. seriously, like, this, my uncle died, no one else got hurt, what's the big fucking deal? Yeah. What, what I will say is an incredibly bold move, but I guess it, maybe that's what was, like, pushing the point across, was to have all these photos of his dead fucking body, like, just... Yeah, I imagine that that probably was part of, like, her lawyer's strategy of, yes. uh, you know, because it's, yeah. yeah. And so they go to the country club, and they, uh, this is where we have the discussion, because remember I told you that this was going to be a thing that was discussed, of why Natalie calls him Mr. Monk, and she called him Adrian. And I do like the bit of um, she calls him Adrian, and it's like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely because uh, she's, like, younger than Monk. I mean, so is Sharona, but it, that just seems a little close. It's also me. just, like, it's a vibe thing, honestly. Like, it just, I just, it just makes sense for, also because Sharona's his nurse and Natalie's his assistant. Is also, not, also, I'm someone who, like, I think that anyone other than a teacher to their students who demands that people call them Mr. or Mrs. whatever is uh, bad. I just hate that. As a human being, if you're an adult, you shouldn't demand that someone else call you not by your first name. That's generally a feeling I have, unless you're like a doctor. But um, it's she wants to call him that, so she can call him that. For the rest of the show, or for the rest of our podcast, I'm going to start calling you Mr. Christie. Um, Honestly, that's fine. Um, I... uh, I'm not, you know, married to, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I almost said I'm not married to the name Jake, because if I change it, but I'm also not a big enough fan of it, uh, 
that it's when my older brother was called Christy by a lot of people in high school and stuff. So I never had that opportunity. But I remember my first year of college, I got a lot of people in my dorm would call me JC because one kid did it very vocally. And I don't mind, you know. Um, one of the downsides of having a one-syllable name is that no one ever calls you by a nickname because there's no need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what if I started calling you Chris Christy? I wouldn't like that that much at all. Why would they, Why would you do that? That's rude. Okay, well, you didn't stick to calling me Andy for a while, so... Well, I mean, you... I don't know. I thought that was funny. Andy B. I do like Andy B. I mean, so. you're still on my phone as Andy B. <laughs> really? Well, no, you're you're on my phone as Andre Barrera, because I have OCD, and everyone other than my mom and my dad have their first and last name. And their, but you can do, do the Do thing. you have their companies? Do you have their, like, companies? No, with some, pe- with some people I do, just as, like, a bit, because I think it's funny to see, like, some a friend, that when they call, the phone comes up, and it says, like, their job that I don't care about come up. I think that that's funny. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I use the feature, I don't know if you, where you can put the nickname in, where that... If I, in my contacts, list is Andre Barrera, but when I get texts and phone calls from you, it cu- the name that displays is Andy B. Um, Ooh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, I did it because um, one of my good friends, I call, everyone calls him by his last name, and it was really weird. His name's Michael, which is obviously also my brother's nickname. Not nickname, his, my brother's name. And I would get texts, and it would be like, from Michael, and it's like, well, that's just confusing. So I made it so his nickname is his last name. Um, anyway, so uh, Perry Walsh, is a pro golfer who is giving lessons to his wife, Carolyn, and um, they are going to ask Mr. Walsh some questions. Yeah, uh, too bad it's not Billy Walsh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Monk introduces himself. Well, first he's, he excuses himself for interrupting him on the back nine. Um, and, he's, and, of course, because he rec- Walsh is trying to get into Carolyn's back nine. Continue. Oh, yeah, for sure. And... Um, <clears throat> He he recognizes Monk from his name. He he watches the news. So yeah, we're at season eight, so everybody at this point has heard about this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we basically get the backstory from Sharona knowing who the hell he is. I didn't take her for a golf fan, but sure. Apparently, he's a former like golf pro who like melted down. Whoa 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 whoa, whoa 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 Sharona very specifically plays golf in I believe Mr. Monk the play, meets the Playboy. She has the, all the equipment and everything, so... Bro, I don't fuck... I thought that was tennis, to be quite honest. No, she plays tennis and Mr. Monk takes a vacation. Remember, she plays tennis with the guy who's cheating on his wife? Did I not teach you anything? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, why would you remember that? <laughs> um, uh, so, by the way, just, there's a guy in third in the top of the six, two outs. Um, Did they pull him out? They, they pulled pull that web. Picture? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, um... So I'm going to keep all this in just so you guys know what was going on at the time. You can timestamp when this was exactly recorded. Anyway, so yeah, she knows a lot about golf. Um, Perry Walsh does sound like a golfer-ass name, though. I don't know how much golf you watched growing up. I watched a lot. Not at all. I, I still it. watch now, like, because I, I have the TV in my room, a lot of times if there's a major tournament on, I'll just put on the golf at, like, my Thursday morning at, like, 10 a.m., just working, got golf in the background? Hell yeah. I, I don't understand how it works. Like, how, like, you don't follow someone for the whole hole. You no. You, like, cut in between? No, they cut in between, but usually, in the beginning, it's a little confusing, but towards the end, there's only, like, four or five people that could win, and so they're really only following those people, so it's really, because there's so much time in between shots that you could, if, if they're only following four or five people, you will never miss a shot, because they'll just cut in between them, because there's, like, a two and a half, three minutes between each shot. So, at, at least. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, I think it actually is... It's something that if it's on, like, the background... The, the perfect setting of it is, like, a Friday afternoon when you're working. 
is like just have golf on in the background just to see, you know see some cool shit in the background um anyway uh shout out to my guys my favorite golfers uh at the moment Colin Morkawa, Tony Finau, Xander Shoffley, great guys um pulling for you anyway um Andrew sure. patented shake his head um so uh we learned that Walsh used to be a pro that said now he works at the course um but um he got married yeah. to his lovely wife Carolyn, yeah. and he's an instructor now. I yes, guess, right. That's and and the thing now, yeah, he's their golf pro. Most uh, a lot of golf courses will have a pro who works there to do lessons and to be like an ambassador of it. Um, same with like tennis, uh, like like tennis courts and stuff. Um, okay, that's the type of thing you learn when you uh, live in Florida. You grew up in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, the thing about Walsh was he witnessed the incident. Yeah, uh, him and his caddy, uh, Gary Hanks. Gary Hanks, yes. Yeah, apparently what what had happened was mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Howie completely shanked uh, his... No, Howie didn't shank it. Uh, oh. Walsh did. Walsh shanked oh. the shot. Oh, okay, gotcha. That makes more sense now. Yeah, so yeah. Walsh shanked the shot, and uh, I guess Harry or Howie, being a nice guy... Uh, Went to go get it. No, Howie wasn't. This was completely not. Howie wasn't involved. Howie just happened to trip when they were because they were on a different hole. They were on, I think, the twelfth hole, and the stairs were on the fourteenth hole. Because the the whole thing is. Oh, that's how he got himself and the yeah, because he purposely hit a bad shot, like a horrible shot, so he would be near the stairs on the fourteenth hole. Um, Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, Howie ate shit on some stairs that clearly had not been fixed, and uh, you know they they ran out. They ran after him. Um, I guess the caddy went off to make a phone call or something well no he went off he he tried to call but the his battery was dead for fukijawa no fujikawa cellular which i will just say like it is so 2000s to make the company that doesn't work a japanese company like that's just such a 2000s thing to do um yeah uh so yeah so while the caddy went off mm -hmm. um harry went over to how harry right no perry Perry. Okay, Perry went over to Howie. It's just the end in EY and mm-hmm. IE. It's, it's very mm-hmm. confusing. Uh, but he goes over there to try to help him out. But by the time the paramedics showed up uh, yeah, for a little bit mm-hmm. of a delay, uh, he was already dead. Yep. So they go over to the scene, and Monk gets sprinkled on, um, and uh, Swarn something to shake it off. But Natalie gives him a wipe, you know, to show their different styles, to show their contrast. Um, and they look at the stairs, and the one stair is loose. Um, yeah. And uh, Monk wants uh, Sharona or Natalie to lay down where the body was found, but they both say no. First, Sharona says no, which is expected. And Natalie kind of has her, you know, inspired by Sharona's defiance, says no. Yeah, so they guess there's going to be no recreation. Um, but, you know, no matter. Uh, Monk still assesses the situation, and right before they're about to break off, like, you know, to leave... Um, he basically confirms to Sharona that he thinks it might have been an accident after all. Mm-hmm. And as Sharona is walking away back to wherever the fuck... They're no, going she's going to call out. Benji to tell him the news. Oh, she, yeah, she's going to go call Benji. Um, he privately confides in Natalie by telling him that he actually thinks that it wasn't an accident and yeah. that he was murdered. Exactly. He looks He should, looks at the photos. He sees that all the golf clubs are still covered. So, like, if he was going down to try to take a shot somewhere, why, he would, why would he not have a go- club, right? Um, right. I'm explaining these things to you because obviously I get now that you don't watch golf at all. Um, right, and, and secondly, uh, he teed off. No, I know something. Oh, okay, um, I, I don't know. I, he he teed off at seven ten. Mm-hmm. Did he just strike out? Uh, not maybe not on my feed yet, but he might have. Um, uh, no, okay. But um, he uh, 
but he got to the 14th hole somehow at 7.30, which is basically impossible. Okay, now we struck out. Um, so, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it was a 12th hole, by the way. Oh, sorry, right, right, yeah. Um, and Monk, not only is like you have to tell her, but Monk doesn't want to tell her. Yeah, so we are at uh, Stott's office, and, you know, uh, he's going over some cases, <laughs> and a familiar voice, or someone knocks on the door, and uh, and it's Sharona, and mm-hmm. boy is Stott fucking excited to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what it was like between. I mean, I'm sure they were cordial and stuff. Yeah, they were cordial. Also, I think if you don't see someone in five years, you're gonna be. It's you know, I I, I fully get it. Like, yeah. they had a lot of adventures together, um, and so they have yeah. a hug, and uh, she, he shows a new f- a photo of TK, which is like, geez, you got that framed already. Um, yeah, I know, I know. That was a tough look for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he always, he like he's mentioned before, he falls fast and he's in there. Mm-hmm. All right. And Randy comes in and is, you know, excited to see her. And, you know, they both are like, oh, you look so great, etc. Uh, and especially Randy, he's landing on thick. Um, yeah, he's he's a little Randy right now. He's, I would say pretty Randy, actually. But Sharona's not not Randy is the thing. So it's like, it's, it's, it, it's fine. And she kind of apologizes for always get hitting it with zingers, um, and I do love and, uh, when Natalie and Monk come in and they're like, uh, "Randy, did you pull that rap sheet?" And he says, "No," and she says, "Is it in your hand?" Yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah, I guess Randy pulled the rap sheet. Uh, shouts to Ian Rappaport. I don't even know if no. he's a good guy or anything. I, he seems fine, guy? but like I'm his no, sh- I'm his, I'm out on these newsbreaker guys. You know, they all do that stuff that Shefty did. So I'm not <laughs> old shifty. Yeah, yeah, he got shafted. Anyways, uh, yeah. So the, he pulled the rap sheet on good old Uncle Howie, mm-hmm. and you know he's relatively clean. Uh, there's no priors, uh, no arrests, nothing mm-hmm. like that. But there are two lawsuits that he has been involved in, mm-hmm. and they're a little suspicious. Yes, one was a slip and fall at a Key West like resort, um, and the other was he was hit by a car. I forget where. Um, so yeah, seems like an unlucky guy. Yeah, I do, also I do love I love when people call a slip and fall like a noun like uh, they say like yeah yeah this case is a classic slip and fall. I don't know if you've heard that before. Or, like on a lawyer yeah. a law commercial. I just love that phrase. That <laughs> there's no more elegant of a phrase. It's like, have you been in an accident? A slip and fall. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's so brazen that you just know if you fall at work, you're gonna get some cash. Yeah, I've. Uh, I slip and fall all the time. It's actually a huge problem for me. Um, and it's not... I've never slipped and fall, fell anywhere where it wasn't my fault and where I could have done anything about it, which sucks. Um, you know what's... Okay, you know what's super funny? And it's it's unrelated to this. Sure. But whenever I see the tweet about the guy who was watching Cars 2 at the movie theaters while eating a can of baked beans... Yeah. I always think that that's you for some reason. Damn, that's, that's <laughs> hurt. that hurts. One, I'm only like I, I'll eat baked beans if in a situation. Not a big baked bean guy, baked beans guy. Two, I haven't seen Cars two at all. Um, <laughs> I know, but it just seems like something that you would do. I don't know why. I don't know why. I oh, and three, and this is the most damning. I truly have only eaten. I've only eaten outside food in a movie theater once, and it was like a bag of Skittles I smuggled in. I am not. I never have eaten like a meal or something. I just. I think that that's kind of really tacky to do. Um... But, uh, anyway, um, so, they decide that they're gonna swing by, uh, Howie's apartment, and Stottmeyer pulls Monk aside and basically gives him the talk of, like, you're in trouble, you know? 
Yeah, and he has a pretty good anecdote for it, or like a metaphor. Mm. Um, but he's just first. He says that it's a big mistake bringing these two like alpha females. I guess is kind of what he's saying, and he's basically calling Monk a beta. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that Monk's a fragile person, and like chances are, being around these two like at the same time will make him have another breakdown. Yes. Uh, and what's the metaphor he uses? Yeah, he he says that basically they're like uh, bourbon and vodka. They're both good on their own, but you can't have the same. You can't have them both in the same like setting or mm-hmm. sitting. Yes, which reminds which me. Which is of, yeah. which? Which don't be a pussy. Just drink. Whatever I mean, you yeah. I I try to not mix light and dark liquor in the same night, um, because you know I I just because. Uh, but uh-huh. it does remind me of there's a bit in the classic so bad it's good movie The Room where then they pour a drink because I guess Tommy Wiseau has never had alcohol before. They do mix uh, scotch and vodka together. Um, what? Yeah, I'm, I mean, what do you, I don't, know what, I don't know what to tell you. Have you ever seen the film? I've never seen that movie. It's the worst movie ever made, and so, like, it's not surprising. That's actually, like, that's, like, a deep-cut reference to it. You could watch the movie four times and not notice it because the rest of the movie's so bad. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, but yeah... Monk points out that Natalie's been acting like Mary Queen of Scots all day in that she got shingles. No, that's not what I mean. Um, actually, I think it's Elizabeth who got shingles. I don't think it was Mary Queen of Scots. I forget which one of them did. Um, one of those old royals got shingles. Um, uh, I'd be willing to guess that both of them lost their heads. Yes, I think that that's actually true. Actually, no, I think just Mary did. I don't think, because Elizabeth lived forever. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, so they he's bringing both of them, and he asks Tom, can I call you? And he says no. So they look around the apartment. Um... <laughs> And uh, we learned that Uncle Howie liked the ladies. Um, which yeah, is I'm guessing he had quite. I'm, I'm guessing he had quite a few uh, Playboys. Uh, some so some Sapphire magazines. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, he reads them for the articles. Uh huh. And we see that Howie has a photo of him and Sharona at Sharona's first communion, which is not actually relevant and never comes back up again. Um, right. And so uh, we also see a book which comes out later. Where it's a book about like something with Erica. Just says Erica in big letters. Obviously, it's, it's like romantic novels or some shit yeah, like that. It's not important like at the that. moment, but and then there's a lot of bills with past due all over it, um, which yeah, man. it's like Uncle Howie was behind the eight ball, like just not doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everything's shaping up for this to look like a scam. Yeah, and so they're fighting, and then Natalie and Sean are fighting over the mail, and Monk hates the case, etc. Go into the bedroom, and there's some cushions set up in a very suspicious way. Yeah, they're, like, on the floor, like, up on, like, the the countertop in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, it's a very interesting thing. And, you know, it just looks like somebody was practicing falling, uh, you know. And why you would do that in the kitchen, I don't know. I guess it was in his bedroom, like, actually, but that's not here or there. Oh, he had, like, a kitchen room? I got you. No, it wasn't a kitchen room. It was a bedroom. There was no... There weren't on a counter. It was on, like, a bench. I could have sworn there was a fucking sink right now. I don't know what to tell you. It definitely was in his bedroom. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. Because there's even later in the line, it says, why would he have the cushions in his bedroom? Wow. Um, I thought maybe he just didn't have a bed. Oh, well, maybe. Uh, And so Monk is like, he's a con man. He was staging the accident. Come on. Yeah, he was trying to make some quick cash uh, Mm -hmm. by suing the shit out of the country club. And, you know, they start arguing again. Uh, You know, Natalie's obviously not with con artists. And uh, Sharona's basically... She, she doesn't believe that there's enough evidence to prove that. She's basically... No, she, that's not herself. true at all. She doesn't believe... She wants to keep the money. She's just... Li- like, oh, like, that's what it is. Okay. It's not wrong. Like, she's acting like she doesn't think there's enough evidence. And I'm not... No, I'm not, you know... Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah. So, um, 
then shown as like you know not uh, I'm trusting my son to college. Not everyone has zillionaire parents, um, which you know that stings. Um, and is this one as like I've never had? I've never I've asked. Never asked them for money, and it's like, well, give them my number. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, cuts deep. Um, you get a real uh, punch in the punch in the teeth, which can be cleaned with not wonderful Davenport toothpaste. Um, what a reach! And I'm not just talking about the brand of toothbrushes. <laughs> oh wow, that was that actually was good. That was really yeah. good. That was good. Well Thanks. done. Um, so we Sharona goes to talk to Randy because she needs someone to talk to, um, and uh, tells him basically that you know Adrian thinks that Uncle Howie was a scammer, and she's looking for a friendly ear, and Randy's just like, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense. Like you know, Monk, uh, you know, if he tends to have a good idea about something, it's usually right. And Natalie starts, or uh, Sharona starts talking about how, like, he's not perfect, and occasionally he'll get it wrong, and they refer to the case, like, with the twins, and some guy... Which is not a real case. Not a real case. Okay, okay. I was like, wait, I don't remember that. Um, And so, yeah, like, she's basically saying that Adrian can be infallible. He's not infallible. He he could be wrong. He's very fallible, is what she's saying. Yeah, and then she, she also opines that Natalie is just jealous of her because Monk likes her better, which is not true in any universe no i i i i i just don't think that that's true like i i'm sorry like i just i don't um yeah we know where you stand no 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 it's no not even how i feel about it i don't think i think at the best shorona can hope for is that he likes them both equally i don't think that there's a universe in which he likes shorona more i'm sorry i just i don't um because also he's monk so if monk actually liked shorona more he wouldn't stop talking about how much he liked shorona more than natalie <laughs> um but anyway, so we they go into Perry Walsh's apartment, and they're going up to his room, which is 904, uh, and they're deciding whether or not they're going to take the stairs or the elevator. Yeah, uh, you know, Monk doesn't like taking the elevator, <laughs> which Natalie knows, uh, I guess Sharona, and they start to get into an argument where Sharona's calling out Natalie for being an enabler, and Natalie's calling her out for being, like, insensitive, essentially, mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean... That's kind of true on both counts, yes. I would say. Yes. Yeah. I do think that Natalie's... I am sympathetic to Natalie's point that she's like, I'm his assistant, not his psychologist. Like, if he right. wants to take the stairs, then we're going to take the stairs. Like, I think that that is, like, a fa- I'm generally more sympathetic to Natalie. I mean, as we discussed. So, I'm not, I, I mean, I don't want to just brag on Schroeder and all these arguments. I really don't, but... Yeah, um, we've done it plenty. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and I think she has a point, but I do also think it's, like, her job description is not to do that. So, like... If Sharona wants to make him take the elevator, then that's well and good. But I also don't begrudge Natalie for not. Um, but anyway. Uh, but then they decide that mm-hmm. they're going to just go up 18 floors and then walk down 9 floors. Mm-hmm. So that everybody's miserable. Yep. So they get into the apartment um, and uh, they talk to Carolyn and Carolyn brings out um, Perry. They Do you want anything to drink? No. Um, and uh, the question that Monk has is, you know... I think he might have fallen on purpose. You know, did you see him play any golf that morning? Yeah, and Perry tells him that, as a matter of fact, no, he didn't see him playing golf mm-hmm. at all that morning. Yeah. Um, so already, that's out the window. So then Monk spots something, and he coughs, and he needs some water. Um, yeah. And he, this one, he walks over to the bookshelf and says, The wife, Carolyn, is reading Passions of Erica, but Volume 4 is missing. Where was Volume 4? Volume 4 was at good old Uncle Howie's apartment. Mm, they're having a sex affair. 
Um, yeah, they're having a sex affair, and you know, uh, so this gets Monk. He at this point has figured it out, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, he doesn't want to quite say it there because the man is like in the other room. But Sharona keeps fucking nagging him for the truth, and mm-hmm. so he gives. He starts. There's a series of like him telling the what's what. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Now I will just want to say. I just want to say because we're. I, we, I think we should pause on this. What is in a classic our show fashion? What technically is Perry's motive? Revenge? Because he well, got cucked? Exactly. He got okay, cucked. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 this, yeah, is a, yeah. this is a like, classic textbook open and shut case. Yeah. Old cucky Walshy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and so they pull, he pulls him into the closet. Um, and Sounds like she got a new caddy. <laughs> wow, great stuff. Um, yeah. And again, the closet. And Monk does a fast version of it where he, like, says it's sped up. But it's like, okay, no, 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 just do it slow. And so then he does yeah. uh, the here's what happened. Yeah, and it's basically, like, how we talked about in the beginning. Uh, the only thing is that now we see that, you know, uh, you know, the caddy had to go to get... He needed to go get a different battery or whatever. He needed to be able to place a phone call to get... Well, no, we knew that at the beginning, but yeah. Right, right, right. But, yeah, while that's happening, uh, Walsh comes over to his partner in crime. Because, yeah, he... They had... Walsh had basically put together a plan where they were going to both scam the golf course. So at, so he knew that, that he was, it was like a fake fall, mm-hmm. but he also knew about the affair. So when the caddy was off doing that, he ran over and he just fucking smashed his head into the stairs. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's basically yeah. what happened. Lights out for Howie. Um, yeah. And, uh, he's, he's not hungry anymore. No. And then, of course... Walsh opens up the door and asks him to leave, and Stahlmeier is pissed because they basically blew it. Walsh knows that they're onto him, and he lawyered up, getting rid of evidence, etc., etc. Yeah, they they blew the case, and they're all like arguing and they're all yelling at each other, and it's just like it's upsetting. And at this point, I'm starting to think that um, that Monk's gonna have to be the voice of reason here, mm-hmm. uh, but. His voice is silenced because when they start to ask where Monk is, he took off. Yeah. He left the police station, got a cab, and got wherever $52 yeah. would take him. That's a thing that I will never probably be able to do because of Uber and all that, and also that I don't carry cash that much. Um, but that's just the coolest shit in the world to do, I think, just to get the cab. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, obviously that's, of course, the end of the great 2007 film Michael Clayton. Um, it's just, just a great thing to do. That's right. I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, man. You know what I actually did today? My uh, twin brother texted me at like 3.30, movie recommendation, and I got him to watch Zodiac. He, he liked it a lot. He said it was very good. Um, no shit. Yeah. That's uh, no small feat. Long-ass movie. No, it's not. But, I mean, he trusts me because I, I only recommend hits, uh, and uh, so like he now just anytime he's bored, he'll be like, movie recommendation, and I'm like, dude, because he doesn't watch that many movies, so it's really easy to blow his mind. Like, I, I don't need to have them. It's like, uh, how about you check out a little film called Boogie Nights? You know, it's like really easy to get a good movie in yeah. front of him. Um, Pulp Fiction, maybe? Uh, no, he's seen Pulp Fiction. Um, but anyway, uh, Sharona and Natalie are in the apartment, and they're worried. They don't know where Monk is. Um, and they're like, well, he has to come home because he can't sleep without his truity. They go back and forth. He can't sleep without his truity pillow, his toothbrush, his flossing kit, his sound machine with a foghorn. But what happened to that sound machine? Yeah, I guess it broke, and uh, they didn't have... It was discontinued, mm-hmm. so Natalie took it upon herself to buy an actual foghorn and record it herself, and that's just going above and beyond. Uh, mm-hmm. You gotta respect that. And they, like, have a moment, like, you know, how do you put up with him? 
And it's like, oh, you know, I know how we put up with him because it's the best job. You know, there's every week's an adventure. Yeah, um, and adventures are always fun uh, after the fact, not mm-hmm. quite when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they apologize to each other, and you know, they talk about how good of a job they're doing. And Sharona remarks that Natalie is really patient and more patient than I was. But Sharona's like, I mean, Natalie's like, no, because you did all the hard work, etc. They have a good heart to heart. And the thing I think that this, I, I think this works because what they're saying is actually the truth. It's not like contrived. Like it is actually Natalie can only be patient with him because Sharona was tough with him. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah, I agree. It was a good scene. Yeah. So then we cut to Monk at the place. Of course he is. He's at Trudy's grave, um, and yeah. uh, they ask, have you been here all day, and what does he say? Yeah, he's been there for 12 years, uh, and yeah, you know, uh, he's, he, was, he, needed some, he needed to talk to somebody that wasn't going to be a complete maniac at that moment. So they go home, they, well, they're going to go to the country club, but first they're going to go home for dinner, and Sean asks, is Tuesday still chicken pot pie, and of course it is. Um, yeah, and then they commit a misdemeanor. They break into uh, Walsh's office. Um, yeah, Sharona's got some tricks she learned back in Dirty Jersey. The uh, Dirty Jers. Um, yeah, she uses a credit card to get inside uh, yeah, the the door, and then once they're in there, they can't really find some stuff until they find a locked drawer, mm-hmm. and Sharona unlocks it with a hairpin. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and what they do find is they find the Fujikawa battery in his mm-hmm. desk. And uh, it's not it's not an open it's not going to be the nail in the coffin, mm-hmm. but what will be the nail in the coffin is the replacement battery that is inside the caddy's phone currently. Exactly, because um, it will have his fingerprints on it. Correct. I mean, I still don't know how exactly that's going to work, but okay. I mean, well, they'll, they'll be able to say like, why would he have? It's circumstantial evidence, but it'll probably get like a search warrant or something like that. I don't know. Um, that's yeah. generally the way that these things work. Is that like they don't have enough evidence to do it, to get discovery. Um, and then if they have that, then they probably can subpoena the wife, and the wife will probably turn against the husband because obviously she killed his. Like I, it's kind of the key to opening it the whole case. Um, so they have to go get uh, the battery, but unfortunately for them, Walsh has been eavesdropping, so he needs trying to get the battery too. So there's a little chase where Monk's on foot, and Natalie and Sharona are in the golf cart after him. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, the caddy is with another golfer, uh, and. Uh, Monk gets decked by Walsh. Yeah, he just really just... He, eventually, Walsh stops in his tracks, and he just fucking cold clocks him. Mm. And uh, and that's when he gives up. He's done. And luckily for him, Natalie and Sharona mm. are still on the chase. And they chase him down. And Sharona, like a real fucking badass, jumps off the side of the golf cart She's and takes him down. She's from New Jersey. This is the real shit. Yeah, Natalie yeah, yeah. grew she up with a silver spoon. She must be from Newark. Honestly, she pro- she's probably from, yeah, I-, I would say probably Newark, maybe, like, the East Orange area. Um, that, uh, somewhere in, probably, in Essex County, probably. Um, Isn't Zach Braff from East Orange? I think so. I try to li- know as little about Zach Braff as possible, though. Um, just for my own Back sanity. Zach uh, Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, so they take down, or she takes down Walsh, and Natalie gets off, and they start to get into, like, an actual physical fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Scumbag, beating on two girls. Yeah. Um... And then, you know, it's, it's a struggle for a while until Natalie gets her hand. I don't know what the fuck you would call that. It's a rake. What do you mean, what the fuck you call it? There's a name for it. It's a, it's a bunker rake. Okay, a bunker rake. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. Sure. No, I'm not saying you wouldn't know it, but, like, you don't know what... I, if I was in, like... I'm trying to think of a thing, a thing I know nothing about. Like, 
I, if I didn't know anything about a sport, I wouldn't be like, I don't know what you would call a thing. Like, I, I there's a name for it. Um, like, famously, yeah. you're, you have to, after you sh- shoot a shot in the bunker, your caddy has to use the rake to, like, get rid of your di- your hole so another ball won't land in it. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they end up knocking him out, and they get to the caddy, they get his phone, and yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, and so then we get the end bit where Shrona is, uh, you know, about to leave. She's heading back to New Jersey. Whoa, 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 whoa. We missed a crucial Oh, part. sorry about that. Sorry, I skipped forward to my notes. You go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> right when they're about to leave, uh, Sharona fortuitously ends up eating shit on the fucking stairs that her killed her uncle. And it looks like Benji's going to go to college after all. That's just I'll funny. say this. If the niece who just lost her money were then happened to slip and fall, there's no fucking way that I would settle if I were the country club. That is so shady. <laughs> Well, I mean, they still had to fix the fucking steps. That is true. That is true. That is true. Um, and so, yeah, then she's leaving. She has a broken arm. Um, and there's a sweet little scene where, uh, you know, um, there uh, she's like, no, I got a ride to go. And um, she's going to sleep a lot better. Yeah. And uh, and then she, you know, as we know, it's going to happen. She gets ready for a hug. And so she hugs Monk. And then after a while, he hugs back. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, he cups her buttocks. He does not do that. That is fan fiction that you're coming up with in the moment. I was like, so, like, I was like, dude, what if he just, like, kissed her right now? That would be crazy. That would be really off putting. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It would have honestly so, fully ruined the show. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I know. He gives her a hug back, and mm. she mentions that she'll be back in a couple of weeks because she's got a lawsuit so don't worry and he says he'll be I have bad news by the way she's not back in the show <laughs> she hasn't I come back so. yeah, I didn't think so but we get the last reveal mm-hmm. uh, the person who's there to pick her up is Disher mm-hmm. and not only is he, he he's picking her up in two different senses mm-hmm. of the word yeah. he, he's picking her up to give her a ride and he's also picking her up and gives her a big old smooch mm-hmm. and we're like what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. and alright I hope he got to I hope they had some time last night together. Yeah, exactly. I hope he. Also, I hope he doesn't mind having a stepson who's an adult. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, that's the end of the episode. What do you give it out of ten? I gave it an eight point five. So did I. It's just I like that the episode exists. I don't know if like if the, is the episode itself as good as it could be. I don't know, but I like that there's an episode where she comes back and they get the because um, that feels like the type of thing that like in a show like this. Were you in like for in, in a show like Doctor Who, for example, where there's a one main character and the assistant? People are always like, "Oh, I would love for this assistant to meet you know this one," and you and this you actually get that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I I I, could, I mirror those comments. Echo uh, those comments. Yes. So uh, more importantly than that, though, please follow the show at Tricky Bucket and Andre. Where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Andre Rivera. And you can follow me at J Christie. Uh, please rate, view, subscribe. Um, root for the Dodgers in the uh, NLCS, right, Andre? Please, um, please. And uh, tune in later this week as we talk about Mr. Monk and the dog. <laughs> Let's get monkey. Monkey.